Don Bosco was greatly admired by young people because they continually witnessed his great virtues and were sure that he was a true friend of God. They regarded him as a living gospel, a model priest, and a faithful portrait of our Lord Jesus Christ. Young and old boarders and non-boarders in the oratory school for boys attributed to him the power of doing wondrous things, and even miracles, to which they readily testified. As the years went by, they never lost that conviction. Hundreds of them have talked about things they saw or were told about by companions. Today I'm going to recount to you a series of miracles performed by this great saint for our times, transmitted to us in writing and collected by Father Chiala. You're watching The Miracles and Prophecies of St. John Bosco, a project of America Needs Fatima. I'm your host, Matthew Miller. Sometimes Don Bosco preached or taught catechism in the public square, informally. Once, amid a crowd at Porto Palazzo, he started telling them about the importance of listening to the Word of God. Some brazen teenagers present started making a lot of noise to disturb his work. As Don Bosco warned them to keep quiet, a certain impish boy shouted, We don't want to hear any sermons. Don Bosco said to him, if you were to become instantly blind, would you listen to God's word? I doubt anyone could blind me, the young brat shot back. At the same time, he turned to one of his friends and shouted, Are you afraid, you scoundrel? Why are you hiding from me? Come back here! Can't you see that I'm right next to you? His friend answered. Whatever is the matter? No, I, I can't see you. Oh no, I can't see at all! Everyone was struck with terror and begged Don Bosco to restore the boy's sight. Falling to his knees in tears, he implored, Please forgive me, Don Bosco. Pray for me. Don Bosco replied, Well then, say an act of contrition. I will pray, but you must promise to go to confession. After that, the Lord will restore your sight. Yes, yes, I will confess immediately. He wanted to confess his sins on the spot. Toward evening, after Don Bosco and others had prayed for him, someone took the young man to confession, and his sight was restored. Don Bosco was also known for curing toothaches. Once, while crossing Emmanuel Filberto Square, he saw many young boys accompanying a friend suffering from a horrible toothache. He was screaming in pain and cursing wildly. Seeing Don Bosco from a distance, his friends said to him, Look! Don Bosco is passing by. Ask him to bless you. But the young man, writhing in pain, cursed Don Bosco and his blessings. Don Bosco came up to him, but the wretched soul would not listen. However, after a few minutes, Don Bosco's kindly entreaties calmed him down. He dropped to his knees and said an act of contrition, begging God's forgiveness for his cursing and promising to go to confession. Don Bosco blessed him and his toothache disappeared. As news about such episodes spread, people afflicted with toothaches flocked to him asking for a blessing and were cured on the spot. Don Bosco wanted to reduce the flow of requests and prevent people from attributing the healings to him. So he started suggesting, and having others spread the word, that they make a special act of piety to honor the Blessed Sacrament, the Blessed Mother, or Saint Aloysius. 
Once they did that, their pain vanished. The oratory boys also received that relief. Charles Gastini often told us this story. One Sunday, suffering from a severe toothache, he went to bed. After church services around 11 a.m., Don Bosco heard him groaning and went to see him. What's the matter, dear Gastini, he asked. Writhing in pain, the poor boy could hardly answer. Don Bosco placed his hands on the boy's head and drew it close to his own chest. As if by magic, the pain disappeared. Don Bosco often operated such cures at the oratory. Joseph Brosio wrote this account to Father John Bonetti. One day I was in Don Bosco's room. A beggar came asking him for alms because his four or five children were starving. They had eaten nothing since the day before. Don Bosco looked at him compassionately, then looked through his things and found four liras, which he gave to the beggar with a blessing. The man thanked him and left. Don Bosco then told me he was sorry for having been unable to give him more, even a hundred liras, because the man had spoken the truth. I asked, how do you know he was telling the truth? You don't even know where he lives. Couldn't he be some swindler begging under false pretenses to deceive honest people and grab their money to spend it in bars, drinking, and eating at the expense of others, therefore mocking everyone, especially priests? No, Don Bosco replied. Do not say that, dear Brogio. That man is sincere and loyal. In fact, he's a hard worker and very devoted to his family. Misfortune alone has reduced him to such dire straits. How do you know all that? I asked Don Bosco. He held my hand tightly and looked me in the eye as if confiding a secret. He then said, I read his heart. What? Do you mean you can read my sins as well? He laughed and said, yes, I can smell them. He really did. For whenever I forgot to mention a sin or fault in confession, he would remind me of it exactly as it had been. How could he have known unless he read my heart? Besides, I lived at least a mile away from him. One day, I made an act of charity at great sacrifice, and no one knew about it. As I arrived at the oratory, Don Bosco came up to me and took my hand as usual, saying, Oh, what a lovely reward you've stored up for yourself in heaven by that sacrifice. What sacrifice? I asked. Don Bosco then described exactly what I had secretly done. Don Bosco could truly read people's hearts and see things from afar, and I received further proof of it. One evening, I met the man in turn to whom Don Bosco had given the four liras. He recognized me and said that with the money, he bought corn flour for polenta and his whole family was satisfied. After Don Bosco's blessing, he added, his affairs had improved by the day and he would never forget Don Bosco, who was truly a saint. He concluded, at home, we now speak of him as the priest who wrought the polenta miracle because seven of us were fully satisfied with only four liras of flour, which at today's prices would hardly suffice for two people. One morning, a woman came to see Don Bosco. Led by another woman, she walked with a crutch and a cane. She could barely take one step at a time, maybe due to a nervous ailment. She said she wanted to talk to Don Bosco privately 
so I withdrew to a distance. When she left, I saw she was walking without her crutch and cane. She told me, Don Bosco has healed me. Bishop John Cagliero wrote to the Salesians, Yes, Don Bosco possessed the gift of miracles. This is a fact for those of us who lived at his side. Indeed, many of his former pupils assured me that he had worked miracles even before I entered the oratory. Once, sacred hosts had multiplied in his hands. So if you're going through a situation that has no possible earthly resolution in sight, beseech St. John Bosco to perform a miracle from heaven. But don't only ask him for temporal necessities, ask him for spiritual ones too. He can soften the hardest souls, bring light to the deepest depths of depression, and make us open to graces so freely given by the Blessed Mother. If you'd like to hear of the miracles Don Bosco brought about in the confessional, please click on the video above. Thank you all so much for watching, and Godspeed.